Welcome to CII Radio. I'm Molly Birchall, Communication Executive for the Chartered Insurance Institute. In this episode, I'll be talking to George Sunius, Claire Bishop and Ian Simons. In this episode of the podcast, we're discussing the initiatives, programs and tools from the CII and PFS to help people with their career development. I'm joined by George Sunius, Education Programme Manager, Claire Bishop, Career Partner Manager and Ian Simons, Content and Capabilities Director at the CII. Here's my conversation with George, Claire and Ian. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi all, welcome to the podcast and thank you for joining us today. Um, Let's dive in. I think it would be good to start with you, George, um, and telling us a bit about the work you do with schools and part of the My Personal Finance Skills Programme. Yeah, so thank you for having us on the podcast today. So the My Personal Finance Skills Programme essentially delivers free financial education and careers workshops to schools across the UK. And we do that by leveraging our members who give up their time um, as education champions, which which what we call them. And they offer we offer a series of um, quality marked financial education workshops on themes such as um, staying safe from scams, the first pay slip, what are credit cards, debit cards, etc. And we support our members to go into schools and match them with local school opportunities, either remotely or to go face to face. And we provide all the resources and training material to um, help them do that. In this academic year alone, we delivered over 680 sessions. So around 25,000 young people receive some form of financial education from uh, our members, which is um, you know, a great uh, number and a really good way for our members to give back to the local communities. And in the last year, we also launched a personal finance module for the Duke of Edinburgh Award, for that's for the skills, which we've been piloting this past year. And finally, all the sessions, whether it's the personal finance skills or the Duke of Edinburgh, they're all free. Wow, that sounds amazing. Thank you, George. Um, and following on from that, Claire, could you tell us um, a bit more about the newly introduced T-levels? Yes, of course. Hello, everyone. So the T-levels or technical qualifications, they're a relatively new programme of study and they're really designed to support progression from school into employment or or apprenticeships or, or other study. So they're taken at school or college after GCSEs and they're the first insurance qualification targeted at school leavers, which is really exciting. So it's, it's a really exciting thing for us. Um, they take two years and they're the equivalent of three A-levels. And each one is a mix of uh, classroom learning, about 80%, and job experience, which is about 20%. So they are designed by the industry and by employers in in a similar way that apprenticeships are. And the idea is that learners can start in a full-time job once they've finished it in the area that they've been learning in or go on to an apprenticeship or or other study. Um, So what we've been doing is working with, because they are quite new, working with centres, with the schools, with the colleges, we're starting to work with them now, um, with the teachers to help them get ready for delivering insurance and personal finance T-levels. So making sure they've got all of the the knowledge and understanding that that they need. And then what we're also going to be doing this year as well is starting to look at how we can support the industry placements. Um, So these are 
45 days over the two years. And I think we're in a really good place to be able to look at how we can help people find their placement. So it's a really exciting opportunity for employers to have access to a, a talent pool, really, that they've not really had access to. So it, it's, it's, it's exciting times. Yeah, very exciting times. I look forward to um, hearing more about it as well. So the CII offers um, Aspire apprenticeships as a package for firms. Uh, what do these cover and how do they differ from the T-levels? Okay, so the main difference from T-levels is that the apprentice is employed, actually employed by the business, um, and they spend 80% of their time in the work environment, doing the job, putting into practice what they're learning, and then the other 20% learning either in college or at work, doing development uh, in the workplace as well. So unlike T-levels, there's also different levels to support people at different stages of their career. So you can use the apprenticeships to bring in new people, new talent into your business, or you could use it to support training and upskilling of your existing teams, which a lot of a lot of organizations do now as well. So we do know that it can be a bit confusing um, uh, hiring an apprentice and, and starting that with the levy, the funding, the training centers, recruiting the right apprentice. So the idea behind the Aspire program is it's our way, CII's way of helping you through step by step. Um, so we would actually make offering an apprenticeship easier, more convenient, give you a bit of a helping hand throughout the whole process, especially if you haven't taken on an apprentice before. So a lot of people are now, they've got lots of processes in place, but some people still haven't had, had that opportunity. So we just want the Aspire programme to be there for them to help them in that process. Great, thank you. Ian, uh, you were involved in the launches of both Future Me and the Professional Map. Could you expand on these resources and um, how they can help members at any level with their career progression? Absolutely. Yeah, thanks. Um, so if I start with the professional map, this is the new professional competence framework that members can use to benchmark their competence against what's expected for core roles in insurance and personal finance. Uh, and they can use this to prioritise their CPD or plan for a new role or develop in their role uh, and employers are also starting to use this to do things like standardized role profiles have more objective recruitment um, skills planning and lots of other core hr functions personally i use mine uh, within my annual development review so sitting down with my line manager and actually going through the self-assessment within the professional map and uh trying to see whether or not we agree on where I think my weaknesses and strengths are and uh, what to do about those if, uh, if, if we do agree or even if we don't agree. But it's a really useful tool just to make that objective rather than, rather than subject, which I think is the default without having something to benchmark against. And unlike previous competency frameworks, this looks at behaviours like integrity, insight and drive to deliver, as well as enablers like digital and data skills. So it's not just about technical knowledge. Uh, and given all of the focus on the consumer duty at the moment, uh, we're finding that's really useful for people to get that focus on things like customer skills, uh, not just technical competence, which we all agree, obviously, is, is key. Uh, and as you mentioned there, it's relevant to people throughout their careers. It's split into four bands. So even if you're the CEO who's been running and leading a business for decades, everyone's got opportunities to really uh, focus on some of those senior skills, not just on um, the, the competence people think of in their early careers. 
Then coming on to future me, that's um, it's a separate tool, but related in some respects because it's around providing career development skills. Uh, and it's a free platform for all our members, and it includes tools like CV Builder, interview practice and feedback, uh, an assessment centre practice, and hundreds of business and IT skills and e-learning modules to support people if they're thinking about some of those transferable skills that they might need for a different job that they might be looking for. Brilliant, thank you. And it's great that you're able to embed the professional map into your own role as well. That's really good. Uh, George, you mentioned earlier about the CII and PFS partnering up with the Duke of Edinburgh Awards. This started a year ago, nearly. Um, how has the partnership been received? Yeah, so before I talk about the, the Duke of Edinburgh, the Future Me platform that Ian mentioned has been, it's really good for members to use, but also we advertise it through our school programme, so because it's open to all. So it's a really good thing for, you know, young people building the soft skills and all the CV and all the different courses that are available in there. So I think it's a really good sort of match up there that we can cross promote. But coming back to your question around the Duke of Edinburgh, we launched it in September. Um, it's for the Bronze Skill Award um, in personal finance. We've had over 100 participants sign up um, and most of them are coming to the end. Overall, the feedback has been really, really great. And we're going to be looking in year two to see how we can use our members to support a further expansion of this. I think what makes it really worthwhile for us is when we receive a feedback from the students, but more importantly, the parents, because usually the parents get to hear the honest opinions of young people um, and things such as, you know, this content should be available to all young people across schools in as part of a life school program that doesn't really exist in schools and just you know really pleased that they had the opportunity to take part in that so we really want to capitalize on that for next year and try to increase our reach um so yeah it's been a really exciting project to be part of and uh, looking forward to seeing its development me too brilliant thank you um what other work are we doing um to promote insurance and financial planning um as professions to young people or those looking for a career change yeah, so there's lots of work, really great work that's being done by local institutes up and down the country. And, and we provide advice and guidance on sort of best practice of predominantly talking about young people here um, and how they can do their own regional outreach. So last month um, or earlier this month, the Liverpool Local Institute had their annual sort of careers day for young people in the area. And then, um, you know, they're able to feedback and we're at where where possible, we're able to have them feature in the journal just to show the work that they do and encourage others to do the same. But in terms of us at the CI more centrally, we partner with um, charities and other initiatives. So earlier this year, we supported the Lord Mayor's Appeal, which is a we can be uh, mainly for young females looking at uh, roles in the insurance in the city. We also collaborate with East London Business Alliance, where um, we have their cohort of young people come into our offices for insight days um, and then wider cross sort of sector initiatives such as um, London Insurance Life, where they do various things that we where we can support. Um, and I know from speaking with Claire that she's currently working on something really exciting that the CI will launch in the coming months. So I don't want to steal her thunder. Maybe she can uh, explain a bit more. Yeah, I can. So, yeah, as well as all the other great pieces of work going on at the, the local institutes, we're also working in partnership with an organisation called SpringPod at the moment. So what we're doing is we're creating a live interactive virtual work experience programme, which is really exciting. Um, and we're, we're, we're doing one for insurance and one for personal finance. 
So the idea behind these is to create an opportunity for all students and young people to experience what it's really like to work in different industries and different professions. And what SpringPod aim to do is just break those traditional barriers. So the programs are all free for students. And also it's not down to who you know or your mum or dad knows or in, in terms of how you get to hear about different careers, which is often the case. So we are really excited to launch these two programmes and they'll be running from the end of this year and throughout next year as well. So we've got lots of cohorts available to go through. They'll uh, include lots of things like live webinars and talks and uh, lots of different sessions. So it is really exciting and uh, it'd be, it's just great to be able to support young people in their career choice it's it's um it's worth having a look if you have a look on the SpringPod website it's just good to see what they're doing to help people in their career choices definitely and they all sound very exciting i'm excited so ian if we move back to a previous podcast you mentioned digital badging could you give listeners a quick summary of what they are and their purpose Oh, yeah. So uh, digital badging is a way of members being able to share with a single click uh, evidence of a course or a series of courses that they've undertaken with their peers and the wider public. And we're looking at bringing this functionality in for our learners and for our members so we can help make it easier for them to wear that badge of professionalism with pride. For example, while anyone could add designatory letters after their name in an email footer, and I'm sure we all do that, um, not all clients will know what those letters mean. But if we provide a digital badge that you can click on, it'll take you to a page that tells you not only what, for example, chartered means, but it'll also then prove that that person is also who they say they are, because anyone could write the word chartered. But if you click on something that links to a record that says this person is currently a paid up member of the CII or the PFS and has completed their CPD, that's a really powerful message to our consumers. So we're trialing a uh, programme of bringing these in around some new consumer duty training we're going to be creating uh, over the coming months. And hopefully, once that's proven, we'll be able to roll that out to our wider learning CPD and qualifications. Great. Thanks, Ian. That sounds like a really good initiative. And finally, uh, is there any information that you would like to share with our listeners or anywhere you'd like to direct them um, after listening to this podcast? Yeah, maybe a couple of things I mentioned. The Future Me members can get into the member-specific version of Future Me um, by logging into their MyCII record. It'll appear on the left down in the menu alongside other things they can access as exclusive member content. And uh, anyone can find out more about Aspire Apprenticeships, probably best by typing in cii-aspireapprenticeships.co.uk. Sorry, that that's cii-aspireapprenticeships.co.uk. Um, and for me, yeah, if you would like to learn anything about um, the programme that I work on, it's mypersonalfinanceskills.org. You can type that in, you'll, it'll come up with both the school programme and the Duke of Edinburgh, or as my name will be on this podcast, you can connect with me on LinkedIn and uh, take any questions. So, yeah. Thank you, George and Claire and Ian for joining me today on the podcast. It was lovely to speak to you all and great to hear about the different ways we are supporting those both wanting to join the profession and those wanting to further their careers. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of CII Radio. To find out more, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk 
forward slash podcast or follow us on Twitter at CII Group. Until next time, goodbye.